Hey men, welcome to the FaithBridge Men Podcast. I'm your host, Mace Perez, Men's Discipleship Coordinator at FaithBridge. And I'm so excited that you are joining us as we continue our current season, Fight the Good Fight. All spring, we're going to be encouraging and inspiring and challenging men to believe the true gospel and be transformed by the gospel. And as part of this journey, we're highlighting stories of the men of FaithBridge who are fighting the good fight. These aren't supermen or, or super Christians. They're regular guys like you and me whose lives have been and are being transformed by the good news that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Joining me today is my friend, Sean. Sean, thank you for being here today. Of course. So uh, you and I have only relatively recently gotten to know each other, but I know I've enjoyed that experience. Uh, so tell the men of Faith Bridge who might be meeting you for the first time just a little bit about yourself and your family and uh, how you came to Faith Bridge, that sort of thing. Sure. Uh, met my wife, Brooke, when I was 19. She was 17. Uh, went to college together, got married. Uh, in 2013, we had our first kid. Um, and uh, yeah, when our first kid, Braden, was born, um, uh, we decided to uh, look for a church, found Faith Bridge. Uh, it was, at the time, anyways, it was more of, uh, frankly, a checklist item for me, um, me and her, to, uh, to, to get a, our first kid baptized. So. Uh, yeah, joined Faith Bridge in 2000, uh, 2013, and I've uh, been going here ever since. That's awesome. And you have uh, three kids now, is that correct? So you have Brayden, and then... Yeah, we have Brayden. Uh, we have Brayden, we have Nolan, and we have Elise. So uh, Brayden's eight, um, Ellie, uh, our baby girl, is three, and our middle, uh, our middle Nolan, is four. Yeah, well, I know my family has enjoyed getting to, to know your family and, and, and hanging out together. Um, and excited that you're here. So our theme for the whole season, as you know, is fight the good fight. And our, our working definition of what it means to fight the good fight is to believe the true gospel and to be transformed by the gospel. So taking that first part of that definition of believing the true gospel, tell us a little bit about how you first came to, to faith in Christ. Sure. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, I, I think yeah, fighting the good fight, um, I think for for most of my life, uh, I, 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 I've been fighting the wrong fight. Um, <laughs> I'll put it that way. Um, but but just to kind of kind of go back, I, uh, just my walk in general. Um, you know, growing up, we we did go to church here and there, um, but I wasn't engaged in the church. Uh, it wasn't. Uh, you know, I didn't go to camps. I didn't have a, a, an active. Uh, role or, or even, um, uh, yeah, so I, I didn't actively go to church, uh, just in general growing up. Um, but you know, like I said, whenever, whenever my wife and I got married, uh, we did start coming to faith bridge. Um, uh, for us, it was, uh, also, like I said, it was important. It was important for, for us to get our first kid baptized um, and, and just to somewhat participate in church. And, uh, you know, Faith Bridge is kind of where we landed. So you've been coming since 2013, only recently come to Christ. So what happened in those intervening years? What was the spiritual climate of your life? Yeah, no, so my wife and I started coming to Faith Bridge in 2013 uh, with our first kid. Um, and you know, it was, it was a place for us where we felt welcome, right? I mean, the, 
the the smiling faces it's almost contagious when you walk in the door here um and so even though i wasn't necessarily a believer uh it was a happy place to come it was a good thing for us to do so to speak on sunday um uh and and it 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 gave us a place to go uh that frankly uh, us having a place to go uh, once a week where uh, they would watch our kids. Uh, there was value in that. Um, and we always loved the messages, right, uh, of the speakers. But to be honest, uh, that's kind of where it ended for me. Um, I came to church. There were a lot of happy people. Uh, and I liked what I was hearing, but I didn't, I didn't really think it applied to me, right? Uh, I didn't think... I didn't think I was good enough. Uh, I'll put it that way. Um, because frankly, I wasn't. Uh, it, it's the, the fact that Jesus ran me over with a truck uh, on November 27th is, is frankly the most undeserved experience you know I can think of ever having in my life. Um, for us... Uh, You know, it's been a rough go. Um, it's been a rough go for me uh, at home uh, in life for the last um, for the last ten years. Um, I haven't been the husband that my wife deserves. Uh, I haven't been the father that I wanted to be, and, and frankly, I've been a lost man. I mean, from from staying up late uh, most nights um, in my media room watching TV uh, to one or two o'clock in the morning uh, or the iPad I had sitting next to me, it was just, I was in a, I was in a broken, lost place. Um, and, you know, it wasn't until, uh, let's call it, thank, well, it was on Thanksgiving, on Thanksgiving morning uh, of last year, um, on Thanksgiving morning, after a night of staying up too late, um, I was tasked with making the turkey uh, uh, for Thanksgiving to take it over to to my mother-in-law's house, uh, which which is something I love to do. I mean, I'm, I love to cook. Um, and I woke up at noon uh, on Thanksgiving morning, uh, and and Thanksgiving started at two. Uh, so anyone who knows how long it takes to make a turkey can appreciate the fact that. Uh, Waking up at noon uh, to make a turkey, yeah, that's not going to fly. So, um, you know, after years of uh, of what I just explained, you know, the, the last ten years were really like. Um, my wife, uh, she was done, um, and I woke up woke up late, found reasons that it wasn't my fault. Uh, and she wasn't having it. She said she needs time apart. And, um, yeah, you know, for the first time in my life, I knew, um, for the first time in my life, I knew there was nothing I could do to fix it. Uh, I'd been a guy who, uh, who had stayed up late who had woke up late, who had been an unhelpful uh, husband, friend, uh, person for many years um, to many people. Uh, but this one I knew I couldn't fix. Um, 
That's when I knew I couldn't fix. <clears throat> so after, after waking up late, I did manage to make the turkey. Uh, it was about an hour and a half late. Um, but I was too ashamed to face really my wife's family. So I left the turkey in the driveway, uh, in a cooler. Hmm. Yeah, I left the turkey in the driveway in a cooler. Uh, and then I went back home and I sat on the couch, um, and I realized, <laughs> Sean, what's wrong with you? What are you doing? Um, got back up, got in my car, went back over to the house, ended up, believe it or not, actually having having dinner uh, or having Thanksgiving with them at, at their house. Had a conversation with my wife uh, in a separate bedroom where, you know, she basically told me that it would take radical change. Um, it would take radical change. Uh uh, for this to ever work. And I remember thinking in that moment, that's, huh, that's impossible. Uh, I, I mean, I knew I had tried so many times to fix so many things. I just didn't see it as, as doable. But, um, anyways, we went back home and, uh, you know, I really didn't know what to do. Um, with what I heard, with how to fix it, uh, I, I knew, I knew, I knew I didn't have an answer. I'll put it that way. Um, but we went home, uh, the next day for the first time, probably in 10 years, uh, I woke up extreme. I woke up at four o'clock in the morning. I went for a walk. I came home and, and, and that, uh, that Friday I spent, I spent the day purging, uh, is the best way I can put it. Um, Purging what I what I knew I shouldn't have and what I knew I shouldn't be doing. I threw away uh, my Xbox, uh, which you know, video games and movies up in the media room uh, is a lot of what I did. I reset my uh, my iPad um, and get and, and actually made it more of a, a kid account iPad and gave it to my son. Um, I deleted all the social media on my phone. Uh, yeah. So that, that's what I spent doing on Friday. Uh, uh, roll over to Saturday, uh, which is the day he ran me over with this Holy Spirit truck. I, uh, I spent most of the day just, just reflecting, uh, sending messages to, uh, to her family and some others, just apologizing for, for kind of how I'd been uh, over the years. And, and that night I went for a walk. Um, I went for a walk and 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 I turned on a uh, it was a a Ben Stewart sermon uh, called uh, Hassle of Love I think is what it was called uh, but there's a part in the sermon where he where he asks who <laughs> where he asks who you hate the most in the world um, and and for me um, that was easy it was me. It was me. Um, and it was in that moment that uh, that I came to know Jesus. So he, uh, 
he hit me. Uh, I, I don't know how else to explain it. My heart was... The, the, the story of Jesus went from uh, uh, a not true to a true story. Uh, it, it is the best way I can really explain it. Um, and I just felt total relief. <clears throat> yeah, just felt total relief. Um, and uh, interestingly enough, the next part of the sermon is actually uh, Ben started saying the Lord's Prayer, um, which I guess just, just made it that much greater. Uh, yeah, so Mace, you asked, fight the good fight. Uh I, uh, yeah, I couldn't fight without him, and uh, I thought I was fighting the whole time. So that's that's my story. Wow, it's powerful, yeah. and it, it takes a lot of humility and a lot of courage to be able to share that. And so I thank you for being here today and, and being willing to share openly, because I know that there's a lot of men that can really resonate with what you shared, including myself and. When I say a powerful story, I want to be clear. Uh, sometimes we can glamorize or idolize the the radical 180 transformation story, the Damascus Road type experience. But in my mind, that's not what makes your story powerful. Um, what my in my mind makes your story powerful is what I mentioned just a moment ago of of how much I think any man listening to this can resonate with, with parts of your story. I mean, I, I was even thinking as you were sharing uh, scripturally, my mind went to the prodigal son story of he wanted nothing to do with the father and he didn't come to his senses until he hit rock bottom. But then I thought of my own story that you shared that for you, that series of events on Thanksgiving day was your, um, the first thing that you came across that you couldn't fix, that you wanted to, but you were powerless. And my mind went immediately to my story. Not that this podcast is about me, but just an example of how I think your story, even if we can't, we haven't had some of those more sensational experiences, this idea that for me, it was an addiction to pornography, that I pride myself on being a disciplined, hardworking person. And up until, um, you know, my late teenage years, anything I had really given myself to, I had found success in, but I had this thing in my life, this addiction that even though I wasn't a Christian, something deep inside me knew was wrong. And so I said, okay, I'm going to do what I've done with everything. I'm just going to grit my teeth. I'm going to be disciplined. I'm going to will myself into a solution, into overcoming. And only through time and time again of, of failing did I, I hit rock bottom and, and realize I can try my best, but I'm going to keep spinning my wheels. I love the way you put it. I can keep fighting this fight on my own, but I'm going to lose. And I'm probably fighting the wrong fight. I'm, I'm fighting with God instead of for him. Um, and so I really appreciated that part of your story. And then my mind also went, you know, I appreciate that humility that you shared of the the person that you hated the most was yourself. And I think all of us have experienced those moments of self-loathing. But that's the beautiful thing of the gospel. That my mind went to Romans 5 that talks about how 
even when we were at our worst, God still loved us. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And so just what a beautiful picture and example of what the gospel is all about. That it's not about pulling ourselves up by our own bootstraps. It's about admitting that we are fools, that we're broken, and that we are utterly helpless. And our only hope in life and death is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So if fighting the good fight on the one hand is believing the true gospel, after that, that point of belief, it's about continuing to fight the fight, being transformed by the gospel. And you already shared some great examples of how you started to make some of those radical changes that you said yourself even you thought was impossible. Mm-hmm. But, you know, tossing the Xbox, resetting the iPad, my mind went to the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus says, you know, if your right hand causes you sin, cut it off. If your eye causes you to sin, you know, pluck it out. And um, please, men hearing this, don't cut off your hand or pluck out your eyes. I think you gave, you know, a great I've example. I've still got mine. Yeah, don't do that. You know, in our First Timothy study, we've talked a lot about legalism and man-made rules. Um, and so we don't want to add rules to God's word. But, but there are things in our lives that may not be sinful. There may not be a thou shalt not in Scripture about it. But for us, we know it takes us to some unhealthy and and harmful and and hurtful places. And so one of the things I love about your story is how quickly you did start to put those changes into place. And and for you, that was even before your moment of necessarily true true belief, but how you, you were willing to give up things that aren't wrong in an objective sense, but you knew for you weren't to use our language of this season, weren't helping you fight the good fight, right? They were they were holding you back in the fight. Now, I know it's relatively recent, only been a few mm-hmm. months, but tell us a little bit more about how you've seen that radical change in your life, how you've seen yourself being transformed by this gospel that you now believe. Well, I think, you know, I think one of the, one of the more surprising things, right? I mean... Obviously, it's uh, it's an emotional thing to tell the story, but at the same time, you know, reflecting back, um, just on all the wrong turns in my life, uh, I think looking back and looking forward, um, I, I know he's been here the whole time, uh, and I know he'll he'll continue to be here the whole time. And, and that's something I don't think I realized before. So there's there's a lot of um, you know there's times there's times where I, I I do regret, let's say some of those things, but just just knowing um, just knowing that he's been here the whole time and 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 that going through those trials, so to speak, uh, without those trials, it, his 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 presence me knowing him wouldn't have had the impact that it does on me today uh and just just the way i see life through a different lens um and i think i've even said this to you before mace it's it's like it's like before um uh, I, I thought i was i thought i was looking through binoculars but i realized it was a kaleidoscope um that i've been looking through the whole time and he 
he made those things clear. Um, the things I should value uh, and the things I didn't. Um, one of the biggest being him. Um, you know, b- before before I didn't know I needed a savior, and and I and I think uh, him opening my eyes to that has not only changed my day to day look on life. Um, you know, it's it's changed. It's changed just who I want to be in general uh, and the future. And uh, for me, one of one of the biggest things is just is just actually reading the Bible. Uh, you know, before before this truck uh, ran me over on the twenty seventh, uh, I can't honestly say I read more than one or two pages. Um, now, uh, what I've read all four Gospels, uh, Acts, um, uh, Ephesians, First Timothy. Uh, it, so, I've uh, I, I'm I'm barely dabbing my toe in the water, um, and, and just just looking at it with all, with eyes open as much as I can. Um, that's I guess that's that's one of the biggest changes uh, is just day to day life and and time spent in the Word um, that I just you know never really appreciated or knew I needed to do before. There's a lot that I appreciate about that. One of the things is, you know, when we talk about being transformed by the gospel, it's easy to go to the external behaviors. You know, I, I stopped doing this. I started doing that. But I really appreciate how you spoke to it's It's also those unseen things that just your general outlook on life, your perspective is radically changed. And as our perspective changed, then the choices that we make, the actions that we take or, or don't will start to change, but it starts a few steps back with mm-hmm. that perspective change and even realizing that even when you didn't acknowledge him, even when you didn't care too much for him, that he was there the whole time and that if he was with you then, how much more will he be with you now going forward? Exactly. Um, and uh, I don't think that you're alone. I think there's many people who have been claimed to be Christians for a long time that haven't read more than a page or two uh, in the Bible. And I, I love spending time with people that are, are brand new to uh, reading the Bible and, and seeing those light bulbs start to go off for the, the first time, that sort of thing. But like I said, I'm sure that you're, you're not alone. I'm sure many men listening to this... Um, have not spent a lot of time reading the Bible for themselves, or maybe they've tried and have been frustrated. I'd be curious from a man who's relatively new to reading the scripture, what words of encouragement might you have for that man in terms of maybe it's why they should read the Bible or uh, a tip that you've learned or just a, a mindset to have, what would you have to say to the man listening? Who's, who's maybe never read the Bible or is, is trying to, but is, mm. is struggling. You know, I think, I think the first thing I would say um, is to give it a chance, and 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 not because you know, not because I say it, uh, but because he's worth it. I mean, it, it, you know, it's something I never really did. Um, 
you know, I, I always I always thought, right, well, you know, something can't come from nothing, right? So there's gotta be there's gotta be something to this whole God thing. Uh you know, that was always kind of my mindset, but I never you know, I never really gave it a, a, an honest chance. Um I don't even think it was a, a believe or not believe thing. Uh I think it came down to uh yeah, to to not giving him a chance. Um, that's that's really more than anything. I would just encourage anyone listening to this. Uh, you know, you you see, <laughs> you see, you see uh, documentaries on 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 people who you know think they see UFOs and weird stuff. Look, guys, you don't have to take my word for this, but this the big man's real. Uh, and and there's nothing more real, at least in my life. Uh, that uh, that I could express to anyone. Um, it, it's not about what you've done right and what you've done wrong. It's whether or not whether or not you're his. Um, and and until until uh, you know I've I I could say until you try to know him. Uh, I didn't I didn't give him the chance, and I have no you know I have no explanation, nor will I ever. Um, you know why he chose me. I don't. I don't know if it was, you know, f- uh, for something I already did for him, for something uh, I'm doing right now, or, or uh, something I'm going to do in the future. But you know, he chose me. So you know, all I would say is, give him a shot, and uh, he'll prove you wrong too. I I love that answer again, Sean. You know, when when we talk about reading the Bible, it's easy to go to practical tips. You know, start with this book of the Bible, or or get this commentary, or you know, use this framework, but you started where it matters most. Why read the Bible? Because God is real and because he's a God of grace that God sent his son to be your savior. And this God also wrote a book to reveal more of who he is to us. So how could we not want to get to know this God? Once you know him just the tiniest bit, that he made us, that he saved us. How could we not want to know him more? What a profound answer. And I think it speaks to the the work that the Lord is doing in your life, Sean. It's been an honor to, to get to know you and an and honor to have you here on the podcast. So thank you again for being here, Sean, your willingness to just be open and vulnerable with the men of Faith Bridge. And thank you, men, for joining us on this journey to fight the good fight, to believe the true gospel, and to be transformed by the gospel. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, subscribe to, and share this podcast so more men can be reached with the gospel and lock arms to fight the good fight together. Men, thanks for joining us for this episode of the Faith Bridge Men Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please subscribe so you can catch future episodes and help us spread the good news by rating and reviewing the podcast and sharing this episode with another man who would be helped by the content. And we will catch you next time on the Faith Bridge Men podcast. Until then, keep fighting the good fight.